0: You're listening to a Healthy Insider Podcast. With Heather Granato, Vice President, Content Health and Nutrition.
1: Well, hello, I'm Heather Granado. And I'm Judy Bazzo. And we are here in Paris. We've been attending our Food Ingredients Europe event. It's day three, it's been a little bit slow at the show today given the transportation strike here in Paris. However, over the course of the show, certainly great engagement, a ton of people, a lot of innovation across the expo hall, certainly in the master classes, discovery theater. Uh, Around the globe, we just had great representation. We saw a lot of different pavilions from China, from Germany, certainly the US was represented. You saw the walnut board or the peanut board. And even smaller countries, you had a Japanese pavilion, and for the first time, even Georgia, with the flavors of life. And certainly, as we take a look at this increasingly global supply chain, there are a lot of macro trends that we thought it was a great opportunity to explore. So I don't think we can get away with without the first one, which would really be that plant-based nutrition, plant-based protein. Judy, what were you seeing at FI around the topic of plant-based?
0: Well, pretty much everything. (laughs) Everything's plant-based and if they didn't have a plant-based ingredient two or three years ago, they have one now. Um, I think everyone is trying to round out their portfolio uh, to address this new norm of of plant-based eating. Interestingly enough, while it's growing and growing and growing, the people that still identify themselves as vegan or vegetarian is a very small number. So there's a lot going on. There are a lot of different dynamics at play, and um, so we're gonna see a ton of uh, innovation coming out on food and beverage. But um, you know, jumping right into it, uh, vegan, vegan samples all around. It was like the 31 flavors of <laughs> vegan. I want to you know give a shout out to Fiberstar. They uh, took home the prize, the FIE Innovation Award in the plant-based category, uh, for its citrify ingredient and um, for its use in meat alternative products. and you know really, how to bulk it up and um, you know actually present a very nice looking and great tasting and texture uh, product. Um, they also just became non-GMO. So there's another big investment that a lot of companies are doing as well.
1: I found it interesting. I mean, you walked around the show, and there were all kinds of plant-based alternatives. There was this interactive board at Bosch Boden Spees, which was the plant-based protein battle. So you had fruit, nut, or pulse, and you could actually rank them on relevance, advantages, and limitations of your least preferred. So that I thought was really fun. It was a little bit interactive, and to see, quite honestly, pulses were at the top, but closely followed by nuts, and then you just had a lot of different sources. We've certainly seen chickpea and pea pulses, but being used in everything from soup to bread. Uh, the interesting protein I saw was actually out of Peru from terrace seed, and that wasn't something that I'd necessarily heard of before.
0: Right, and you know, honestly, even prebiotics, plant-based prebiotics, I mean, Benio, that's their positioning with their inulin. They've had it forever, but they're really positioning it as a plant-based prebiotic, put it on your branding, put it on your label. Um, So I thought that was interesting. Another thing that I found looking at the difference between the U.S. and the European taste was uh, when it comes to fiber, especially in beverages, U.S. consumers really don't like sediment, okay? And so that has been an issue, a formulation issue that the U.S. brands have had to deal with. However, in Europe, they don't mind the sediment. They don't. They think that that's natural, and that's that's the way nature made it. So it's just kind of interesting to get both both sides of the the play on that. Mentel. Um, I was speaking with um, Dave Jago from Mentel, and obviously they're coming out with their 2020 predictions for trends, and plant-based, of course, is still on there. And he, you know, really said it just continues to resonate with consumers, and it's really. Look at the numbers for the global launches. It's amazing. And the different categories where it used to just be the meat alternatives or alternative dairies. Now, plant based is everywhere. Um, I mean, we saw that in just all the booths like Glambia, DuPont, ADM, AAK, uh, you know, um, Cargill. They all
1: had their plant based ingredients up front. Absolutely. And certainly, we also saw plant-based. I think in kind of the sports category, which was interesting. So, sports nutrition has gone mainstream. Absolutely. I mean, it's you. You walk down the grocery aisle, and they used to have
0: you know sports nutrition sector where you would have your your bars and your protein drinks. Now, the bars are in where the rest of the bars are. The protein drinks are where the rest of the drinks are. It's one big category. One thing that uh, Glampia had was their Krea. Kriya uh, ingredient. They just introduced that and it addresses stability and degradation. So, um, th- and that's in ready to drink and ready to mix beverages. Um, so, they were really excited about it. It was a, a really tasty acai uh, little sports drink, but very clear and quite tasty. You can do a lot with the flavor profiles, which is huge when it comes to sports
1: nutrition because of the protein. <laughs> it really is. And DSM was also showcasing, they had done some consumer research and actually had consumer personas. So three different kind of personas around sports and what are folks looking for? So they had some different ways of using their Pepita Pro within these different sports drinks, whether that was for recovery, where they are, were actually working with uh, cyclists who were in the Tour de France. They had also energy and ties right in with sports but also this this idea of being natural um how do you get enhanced nutrition really to augment your performance Mm
0: -hmm. and um you know arlo foods at ift last summer they introduced their LactoProdan, but they're really pushing it here as well what's interesting about it is it's a clear it's a it's a whey protein isolate but it's for clear beverages you could not taste the protein at all and whether it was the uh, watermelon flavor Or the strawberry flavor or the plain control so there you go um but uh what's interesting is they were talking about that there are a lot of the big food and beverage companies looking into this looking into play in that space and this type of technology especially with the flavor masking allows them to do that uh, much faster go to market on that so i think we're really going to see a lot of innovation in that area and again it's gone mainstream so you've got sports nutrition for kids, you've got sports nutrition for, you know, teenagers, young adults, geriatrics. So, I mean, really it's it's across the board. And then now you throw in the pro- different protein levels and different types of protein and, you know, more fiber
1: for, you know, different demographics and things like that. And as you mentioned, certainly, you know, fiber, key ingredients. So we saw a lot of discussion around the microbiome i was surprised by the number of companies that were actually promoting Mm -hmm. gut health Mm -hmm. yeah
0: all over um and i and i was surprised too because yes it's it's really gaining a lot of traction in the u.s i think more consumers are understanding the connection between gut and brain health and how your gut actually does run your entire body but uh, the way they were presenting it, it it was more like Awaken your good gut feeling. That was something that Benio had, uh, you know, microbiome for inner health. DuPont was also touting its advancements in the gut health sector, uh, something that they've really stepped up in the last year. We saw that definitely at Supply Side West. And again, Mentel said it's another 2020 trend, and they call it the gut-brain axis. And I also saw that uh, Friesland Campina that they were promoting the in, what the inside matters. So really there's a lot of uh, discussion and a lot of definite innovation coming out. And it's going to be interesting to see all the different categories and applications that, that that, you know, that that trend brings. So, you know,
1: biscuits, chips, you I, name it. I think it, consumers want the same products they've always had, but they're mm-hmm. expecting them with, you know, more beneficial ingredients. I want more out of my product than I'm already getting. So that was something I talked about with Tora a bit uh, with their new fiber ingredient, this just fruit fiber. It's designed to really meet the fiber gap. So interesting stuff around the gut health. And you had also mentioned kind of seeing more on the infant and toddler front, which I hadn't seen a lot in uh, some of our previous shows. Mm
0: Uh, definitely. I, I, I was actually surprised. Um, I'm happy because this is a, a topic that we'll be discussing in our uh, new Food and Beverage Insider brand that's uh, launching in February. Uh, we actually have an entire issue dedicated to infant and toddler nutrition. But uh, AAK, they were touting their ingredient for uh, infant formulas. Uh, Bungie actually won the FI uh, Europe innovation award in the functional category for its Betapol Plus it's a next gen OPO for infant milk formula and it really it mimics the fat structure of the mother's milk and it it actually surprised me that they they had that ingredient because when you think about it you think about you know healthy fats and all this but with the bakery applications the confectionery applications uh, things like that so um, this ingredient you know they said reduces constipation and improves energy intake Uh, gut health was called out on it Um, it also reduces daily crying which I wish that they had that ten years ago for my small small minion and then Arla also had a ingredient for Smart Maternal,
1: so I, you know, I think that those are things that I'm anxious to see come over to the U.S. I think so. Well, and what, another trend that certainly has gone really global is this idea of clean label. So while we've seen this plant-based, this interest in alternative proteins, uh, a lot of interest in uh, meat alternatives, I think what you're also going to see is over the next year, those meat alternatives are going to be hit by this clean label expectation. Uh, Consumers are demanding that they have a clean label, that they have the opportunity to understand what's in their product.
0: Definitely, uh, clean label obviously has gone mainstream. It's expected, just like you said. Um, Everyone had that up in front. Uh, You know, Cargill, ADM, DSM, you name them, they had it. So it also leads into, in addition to the clean label ingredient, it's kind of like clean label 2.0 or clean label 3.0 we're getting to. There's that, that issue of trust and transparency. So it's not just the fact that it's a clean label. Is it really? Consumers want to know. So you have a lot of, there were a lot of companies really talking about trust and transparency and, and really supply chain, um, following the supply chain from you know farm to fork.
1: I saw that as well. I was talking with uh... The healthy marketing team and their big trend for next year is actually storytelling I think this leads really nicely into this ability to tell the story of your supply chain mm-hmm. which ties directly back into sustainability which we saw all over the show trust transparency sustainability um, even from you know there was a company that was promoting their onion farming and it was sustainability is not only words Just seeing it called out across the show, you know, you've got Fair Fair for Life, you've got a lot of different kind of certifications. Um, Even companies that are producing palm oil are talking about producing more with less. Mm -hmm. And it was actually interesting to
0: see companies, for instance, here's a great example, G&T, known worldwide for their colors. And one of their biggest things was on the floor, they actually had... uh, you were walking across like a field of where the beets were grown and they were telling the story on video. They weren't the only ones. I mean, there people were telling their sustainability and farming uh, and origin story all over, much
1: more than I've seen in years past. I'd agree. I talked with Paulsgard, which won the FI Innovation Award around sustainability. Uh, they were one of two finalists along with ADM. But what I loved about their story was they actually, made this determination to go carbon neutral uh, and set a deadline of 2020. they reached that two years early to be CO2 neutral globally across their factories in the Netherlands, Malaysia, China, and Brazil. They have invested in this. They really made it a priority across their company, Mm -hmm. which is actually owned by a foundation. Mm -hmm. So they're telling this story and they're really committing to it. And I'm seeing a lot more of that commitment and putting it out and, and making yourself accountable. Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting because obviously we saw a lot of a lot of samples. <laughs> a lot of samples. Paper straws were everywhere this year. What was interesting was at GNT they had these great mocktails or regular cocktails. I had a regular Cosmopolitan and served in a clear plastic bag with, I mean, beautiful color obviously, clear plastic bag and a paper straw but the plastic bag was biodegradable wow it was completely sustainable and that's what kind of gets me is you have a company that's known for one thing and yet they're really they're focusing more on the sustainability the supply chain following the farmers helping the farmers you saw that a lot with the, obviously the cocoa and the chocolate companies confectionery that's where it really all began as as it needed to but you're seeing that across Every kind of ingredient i think and, and that makes me happy to be in this industry
1: it does it makes a big difference Nexira actually launched uh Anavia, which is this organic and sustainable brand that's committed to preserving natural resources and they've had gum acacia uh, and that's their first ingredient in this line pure acacia but they're actually committing to two of the sustainable development goals for the United Nations, life on land and partnership for the goals. So aiming for a carbon neutral footprint for this brand and making sure that they're delivering a great ingredient. They've done a ton in the past already around things like preventing deforestation and supporting economic and social development, but taking that to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, great for our industry to right. demand that that's, we are doing more.
0: And, and next year it just stuck out to me when I walked by their booth. Uh, their big tagline was innovation inspired by nature. Mm-hmm. And you saw a lot of that play on terminology, but nature, mother nature, everything came back to nature. And I think that's just full circle. It
1: is indeed. Mm-hmm. Any uh, final takeaways?
0: Final takeaways. Let's see. I just think that I'm super excited to see what the next year holds for innovation. During my discussions with, you know, so many people on the show floor, what I found interesting was that the U.S. and the European trends now are kind of on the same level. It used to be the U.S. was leading and Europe would follow. Now there everyone's pretty much kind of, it's one big global, you know, more food for more people more health for more people and i think it's 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 nice to see that coming full circle
1: it's an opportunity that we have and kind of a responsibility uh, to really help educate uh, to share our stories Mm -hmm. and to move things forward so you do have better food more food uh, you're doing it in a responsible way you're committing to things like diversity and inclusion in your workplace or CSR efforts. And you're sharing the solutions. You
0: mentioned uh, a lot of companies with their innovation labs and really being you know, co-developers or co-partners in this because again, if you have a solution, sometimes you need somebody else to help you get there and get to market faster because it's gonna help the general population.
1: Right, taking the concepts, That's I love right. it. So, well, thank you for the thoughts Certainly to our listening audience, uh, a happy holidays from Insider and the whole Informa Health and Nutrition Group. We will look forward to bringing you more insights via our podcasts in 2020.
0: For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode.